Running the Bases with Small Businesses. I'm Randy Rohde, and I have a passion to work with small businesses, and I love baseball. So I thought, hey, let's bring them together. So every episode, I sit down with local entrepreneurs, business builders, and small business owners to talk about their wins and whiffs, their tools of the trade, and to give actionable tips to other business managers. We'll cover the bases with entrepreneurship, operations, sales, digital marketing, innovation, plus a little fun baseball talk. Thanks for joining us today. Settle in, grab your Cracker Jacks, and you know what they say, play ball. All righty. Hey, thanks, Carrie. Now, that guy's name really isn't Gary. I don't know who he is, but he's kind of fun to have around, though. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us today, Running the Bases with Small Businesses. I'm Randy Rohde, and today we have the dry cleaning king all the way from Rockville, Maryland, uh, Keith Ferguson. Keith, how are you doing, brother? I am doing well, Randy. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Keith, you have, um, you're a little bit different than some of our past guests, where you are a relatively new business owner. So you've been in business um, for about 18 months or so uh, with your business, and, and it's called Cleaners Max. So when I said the dry cleaning king, literally, you have a dry cleaning business. I'm anxious to hear a lot about the business from you, and uh, and I'm sure some of our listeners probably don't even think about dry cleaning. So tell us a little bit about it. what what is Cleaners Max? Give us a little background. Well, Cleaners Max, uh, we are a full-service uh, dry cleaners uh, established around 2004. It's gone to uh, two owners, and I'm um, I'm the third. We are a discount cleaner, and so we provide a quality cleaning at at a discounted price. Situated in the heart of Rockville, uh, on a very busy thoroughfare, uh, we're very visible, and you drive down the Rockville Pike. There we are. And so I took over this business November the 15th, 2018. It's been quite an experience over the last 18 months. I enjoy every moment uh, of it. Uh, I'm there six days a week. Totally enjoy my team. Uh, We've got some long established customers, people who I've not met before. And they say, you know, I've been coming here since 2004. So, Keith, give us a little bit of your background. What got you to this place today? I worked in healthcare for for about eighteen years at uh, a well-renowned pediatric institution here in the Washington D.C. metro region. And after being there for eighteen years and and having uh, achieved a number of of successes. Uh, in, in managing and directing um, people and, and projects and things of that nature. One day I decided I wanted to transition into something completely new. Retail became uh, sort of the next stop for me. Now, had I done any retail prior to uh, that big bold jump? No. Uh, and, and I say no, probably boldly, because 
the only real retail experience I had had was a food retail experience in high school at a local Roy Rogers. Uh, <laughs> but certainly nothing, <laughs> you know, of, of the scale that I was just about to, to, to leap into. And, and so that opportunity presented itself with, with borders. And, and I started there as a, as a bookseller. And I recall that interview where the, the regional director said, but you haven't worked in retail. What, what makes you think you'd be successful? And, and, and my response to that was, you bring your ability to connect with people and to interact with people uh, across all sorts of businesses. Uh, and then you kind of learn the specific business and the ins and out of it as you go. And, and so I was willing to take that chance and to take that opportunity to, to learn and to grow. That's kind of where that started. And it, it quickly developed uh, as I you know, became a store manager and then became a district manager. And then I said, well, let me kind of broaden my horizon even more. And so I kind of ventured into the, the big box. Uh, and, and that was what came out. And again, getting an opportunity to, to manage people, to work with people, to work with customers, to kind of understand and, and, and put things together in place to make the organization a, a, a winner. After the Kmart days came Barnes & Noble. And again, there I was a store manager for about three years and then finally decided, let me um, really follow my passion, my drive, and that is to become a business owner. Now, along all along the way, I've always had a desire to own my own business. Uh, I looked at the investment of hours that I spent in each of those organizations I just previously mentioned, and I thought, what if I were to invest all of those hours and all of those um, labor into something that is mine? Then I certainly uh, would feel more fulfilled and more enriched by it. And my wife and I, we looked at a number of businesses of interest to me. Mm -hmm. I always kind of wanted to look at the restaurant business and what that would look like. And I recall having conversations with my best friend of, you know, us riding into a restaurant and, you know, it's mine and we can interact with customers and greet them and, and, and go to a bar and have a beverage and celebrate our successes. Yeah. And I actually, Randy, did seriously uh, pursue a, a restaurant a few years ago, and we came very close to making that purchase. But as we took the deeper dive into the finances and the numbers, we saw it as an unprofitable venture, and we backed away. Now, you asked the question, why dry cleaners? Personally... <laughs> And, and this may sound trivial and silly, but it's the truth. And, and my wife will tell you this. I took everything to the dry cleaners before I owned 
the dry cleaners. Like literally <laughs> all my clothing went to the dry cleaners. Everything went to the cleaners. And so, so yeah, you're, said, you're you like, what? you're, you're like your own best customer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I ought to own one of these guys as much money as I spend. So, so we looked at that and, and literally uh, there was a company and this was a franchise model that we, we reached out to and um, we took a trip, uh, my wife, my son and I, to Ohio to their headquarters and met the CEO and, and met the, the key players. Uh, went to an entire day of examining the model. We had the FDD, which is the franchise disclosure document. The one thing that we had not done, which is what typically happens, is that we did not walk with the check for the franchise fee. And, and there's a reason behind that. We still had the FDD document in review with a franchise attorney, franchise mm -hmm. law attorney. Wanted him to comb through to make sure that we were taking the right steps to acquiring this, this, this business. And at the end of his review, he indicated to us that it was not something that we would want to pursue. And so we, we walked away, uh, still gaining some knowledge about uh, the industry. And then the bug came back. Hey, Keith, uh, you've, you know, you've really got to follow your, your, your dream here, follow your passion of, of right. owning. Uh, and controlling your destiny. Right. And of course, I had uh, a, a lot of inspiration from my best friend. Uh, he's been my best friend for 50 years. And so he owns his own business and he would, from time to time, just drop words of, of encouragement uh, that you, you've got to do this. You, you've got to create that legacy uh, for your family and, 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 and continue to, to drive to, to making that a reality. Right. Right. And so the, the, the fire just kind of got a little brighter. I guess it goes to show that you're never too old to realize your passion and to fulfill that dream because mm -hmm. Here it is. I'm, I'm 61. And for a lot of folks, probably saying, hey, shouldn't you be on the, the other side of the mountain just kind of cruising down? But uh, I'm just still full of energy, still roaring and ready to go and just excited about being a part of this thing. Right, right. I'll tell you, through all of that, there's some great lessons there that I'd love to touch on, you know, kind of briefly. One was, you know, through all of the um, experiences that you've had through life, you know, I think um, I would applaud you. And I think there's probably many, many, many people that are in business for themselves today and or who want to be, who are very similar to you in that you felt kind of that itch, that, that internal fire, I think is the way that you, um, uh, described it, which is a, a great term. And, 
you know, to be, to own your own destiny, to create something, to build a legacy. Um, I know our, our last uh, guest on the show, that's something that they talked about, that they wanted to have a legacy, something for their family if they wanted to, to but it was to give them options, right? And uh, yep. I, I, yes, I, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. And um, so I love that. And I, and I also, I think there's a great lesson here as well when you talked about you're methodical around it. So you, you really dig in and try, you know, not just look at it emotionally, like, and let that drive you that I want to own my own business. I want to do this thing, but you really, you know, by your experience, like, Hey, I looked at something, we almost dove into this restaurant. We, and after digging in, we're like, ah, this isn't right. You looked at another opportunity through a franchise, you were there, and then, no, this isn't quite right yet. And then finally, you found this thing. And um, and I think that that's good testament, and it's a great lesson, because sometimes, you know, we can get driven by the emotional side of it. At the end of the day, it's still a business decision that has a lot of risk, that a lot of businesses fail, and you've got to make the right choice. Um, because if you are going to leave that legacy, it, you know, it's got to last, right? That is correct. And, and to speak a little bit further, we did a lot of research on this, on this business, and the owner then was was very forthcoming with all he had just impeccable records and and provided just a plethora of information um, that helped support and 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 make the decision to acquire the business really one of a sound mind as opposed to just running on that emotional fumes. Uh, Something else I should mention, Randy. Um, I often had questions and what it would be like to start a business from scratch, and it would take a huge investment of capital because you know you've got to run a month, two, three, four, a year, a year and a half before red becomes black. You've got to establish yourself in whatever the community that you've decided that's where you're going to, gonna, uh, you know, make your home. And, and while the franchisor will do all the marketing and that kind of stuff, you still have to get people to your door. And I kind of wanted, at the end of the day, I kind of wanted a, a business that had revenue already running through its veins, mm-hmm. and then I could take that revenue and ramp it up. Right, right. So, well, I think that's a great step. Uh, hey, Keith, you know what time it is? And it's time for the play ball time. <laughs> time for the <laughs> seventh <laughs> inning stretch. All right, so we're going to lead into this. <laughs> Let me ask you a couple of questions. So, I know you're from Trinidad. Uh, did yeah. you? Did you grow up with baseball? No, we grew up with cricket. That's a great question, Randy. Yeah. We grew up with cricket. All Played right. over two innings, not nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this isn't running the bases with cricket here. So, so do you like baseball? Do you like baseball? <laughs> of course, I love baseball. Okay, I love my naps. There you go. All the nets. There you are. So let me ask you a real quick question. If you could play any position on the field, what would that be? 
I'd want to be in the outfield. There you are. Yeah, you're kind of long yeah, and lean, and you you could fly around the center field. You could, I could see that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right, all right. Well, very good. Love that. That's our little seventh inning, uh, little seventh inning stretch there. Play ball. Now we're getting back into it. All right. So, <laughs> so now you have the business, and n- n- now you're kind of focused on. Y- you've acquired this business. It had, as you said, it had revenue kind of flowing through its veins already. Knowing you and and knowing your banker, <laughs> they're like. Hey, make this thing work. What are you going to do now? How are you going to grow this thing? Um, so what has been your focus then, you know, as this new business owner, um, I guess, give me some ideas and, and share if you can, kind of what your thinking was around strategy. How are you going to, you know, drive growth uh, around this business? So that's a great question as well. And, you know, I, I touched a little bit on uh, interacting with customers and and really one of the opportunities that I recognized and in interacting with my customers while the business had revenues running through its veins, there was a tremendous amount of money left on the table or money taken off the table, I guess, depending on how you, you want to look at it. But what I mean by mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. that there, there was a key element missing from this business that created a bit of customer erosion. Mm. And and that had to do just with management style. The previous owner um, showed toward not just uh, the customers, but also toward the customers. And so I would have customers literally tell me stories uh, of their cold shoulder interactions uh, with with the previous owner, and they still kept coming back because of the love they had for the staff and and how much they felt uh, just a, a, an element of loyalty to them because they appreciated the level of work and the quality of work that they they did, and and they didn't let the experiences that they shared with me, they had with the owner uh, to deter them. That wasn't always the case with with others. Others just kind of decided to leave. Mm. And and so what I was able to do during my uh, initial purchase and, and just being there was just literally being there right up front. Uh, being able to to talk to customers, kind of letting them know, you know, like uh, I, I think it's the movie Forty Eight Hours. There's a new sheriff in town, and, right? <laughs> like that, you know. But it was just to to give them, hey, there, there's a new face to the to, to this cleaners. There's a new uh, there's a new captain, uh, you know, that's manning the ship, and, and and I think they appreciated that the fact that. I'm a people kind of a guy, and 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 I connect with people, um, and and so because of that, I I think they felt comfortable coming back, as well as sharing. Dry cleaners kind of tend to connect with customers about a mile or so radius, maybe a couple more miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have customers coming from five miles away. I have customers who tell me, you know, I pass others. Uh, and others meaning other dry cleaners right uh, but I come to you I have customers that come to me from 30 miles away 
because of not just the quality of the service they, they, they receive in terms of the end product, but also the connection uh, that they have, if not with me, certainly with my team. Right. And, and, and the team is a team that has been there for a while. And, and so they, they develop relationships. Right. Yeah, let me let me dig into that a little a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you know, knowing you and and you've said as well and er, earlier that hey, you've got the ability to connect with people and and you can that's a transferable skill regardless of what that business is. And uh, and knowing you personally, I know you connect and you know you're a great guy. You're not always going to be at the counter, <laughs> right? You've got you know a, that's correct. A, you've got a full business to run, and not just um, the time you can do at a counter and connect with customers. How do you ensure that your staff is kind of doing the same thing that you want to have done? You know, so that they're acting in your uh, absence but in the same principle that you would be acting and treating clients or customers? Oh, that, 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 that's a great question. So one, they, you know, I get them to model the behavior that I display or that they see uh, because I'm right there with them, right there beside them. But also we talk about what great customer service looks like. And so it's not just telling them, but also observing them and and one might say well yeah you're around so you're around and they they they're not going to act any different uh, but that's when i have the benefit of my uh, video cameras that allows me to be able to go back take a look at interactions and take a look at what's going on mm-hmm. so that i can like they say trust but verify the expectation that they've seen me set they meet those expectations as well and I have to tell you, yeah, there are times when a customer may be dissatisfied. It's not a 100% perfect world. They will always defer to me, even though I've empowered them to to make some decisions. They will always say, hey, uh, and they call me jefe, which is Spanish for boss. Um, <laughs> you know, we had X, Y, Z, and, and this is what I did. Did I do the right thing? would let them know, would, would share uh, my perspective, but I empower them. And that was something that mm. they didn't have before, so that it was always a phobia about stepping up and making a decision. And even if they made the wrong decision, I'd say, hey, I'm, I'm glad that you made this decision. Now let's look at it from a different perspective so right. they learn. Yeah, I, I think what I've done is empower them uh, and so they don't feel like, oh, you know, something terrible is going to happen because of this experience. Right, right. Oh, I love it. It's a great game plan that you got there because you're laying out, you model, you coach, you observe them doing it. You come back and coach again. Yeah. And then you observe and encourage empowerment. So like, hey, you're going to be OK. Don't worry. I want you to make the right choice. You can do it. And that was something that I learned from my previous position as, as in my previous retail position as a store manager, because that was the model that this organization used for training and developing, you know, so I, I brought it right to my doorstep. Isn't it great how all of that stuff and the years, <laughs> the years gone by, you know, begin to prepare us for where we sit today. It's amazing, right. amazing how life works that way. Oh yeah. 
Does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. So um, let's kind of move. So now you're talking about growth. So what are you doing now to kind of get the word out, the market? Um, Cleaners Max is here. Yeah. You know, you, you say you get people coming 30 miles away. You must have some pretty darn good service. But um, but I think more traditionally, though, it is a much more very um, tight concentric circle right there um, of where people are driving to, to get their dry cleaning. So how do you, how, how do you try to maximize that, that visibility? So we, we do have, we do have a website. We do have visibility as well on, on, on Facebook. And of course we've got uh, our Google presence. And those help us. We ask our, our new customers, how did you hear about us? And, 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 you know, the responses are varied from, uh, from a friend, Oh, I was driving by, you know, I looked you up on, on Google or Yelp. Right, right. So are you, what are you thinking? Expansion, maybe another location? To... Funny you should ask that question. I have had two different people. One, actually, one is a client of mine. He's a divorce, divorce attorney, uh, and he owns a building in D.C. And in that building is a dry cleaners. Uh, the couple that's there, they're, he said they're in their 70s. Uh, they're just prepared to walk. And uh, he thinks it's a great place to just have a, a, a you know the drop location um, just to, so my my plant would be the plant where we do all the work and then we just have the the garments delivered and so I'm just kind of waiting I think the whole COVID uh, situation has put a pause on a, on a lot of, of, of those kinds of conversations because of the uncertainty of of how things go and then about six weeks ago, my accountant and I toured another um, facility. Again, the same thing. The folks are behind on their uh, on their rent, and they're ready to walk. And so the landlord is eager to put someone in place. Uh, I have to be obviously um, very deliberate in how I approach these uh, mm-hmm. because they're significant investment of uh, not just time but also money required me getting another vehicle getting a driver so uh, i've got to really think through the logistics of it uh and and really put the pen to paper to ensure that at the end of the day it still becomes profitable venture and not more that leads to to yeah, yeah. But yes, that's also something that uh, um, is certainly on the table in terms of exploration. Okay. All right. Uh, so here we are. We're coming down to the uh, bottom of the ninth here. So as a rookie, I'm going to call you a rookie in your own yes. um, business building uh, entrepreneurship at this point, but you've got an, an incredible life experience behind you working through various other kind of corporations now ultimately your own you know what kind of advice would you give to other uh want to be business builders and as they're contemplating you know jumping in and uh or for folks that are even where you are right now you know just in the in the first couple years of grabbing their business what what are some thoughts that you could share my great question. My thoughts would be never give up on the pursuit of your dream. Uh, I am 61 and I never gave up. 
you can still do it. You have that passion. You have that drive. Just go get it. Do your homework. Do your due diligence. But ultimately, do what follow your your dream. And and don't let age. Uh, don't let other obstacles that may pop and and they will. Don't let folks influence you otherwise. Surround yourself with with people who uh, are go getters and can provide you, you know, the good advice. In my case, you know, I had my best friend who's been in business for many, many, many years and, and who I can always bounce things off of. And even recently, he visited me and, and went back to his home in Florida and says, you know what, I think I want to own a dry cleaners too. <laughs> but um, I, I would say, follow your dream, follow your passion, don't be deterred. Um, surround yourself with with people who can provide you the sound advice and you can do it yeah make it happen that's good um i love that all right so keith hey thanks for being on the show if uh people want to find you how do they uh, connect with you there's a number of ways we are on facebook uh clean as max uh we are on the net uh, cleanasmax.net. Uh, they can call us uh, 301-762-4200 and uh, we're located 804 Rockville Pike, Rockville, Maryland. Come on over and uh, we promise we will give you the best service that you've ever had. I love it. Because not just we do. Not just the best service possible, but the best you've ever had from any dry cleaner. Yes. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, listen, Keith, again, thanks for uh, for being with us today. I really appreciate it. It was great having you on the show. And thanks, everyone, as well, for joining us today. And as you would with any great ball game, hey, tell your friends all about it, right? Share, review, and right. subscribe. Running the Bases with Small Businesses is brought to you by 38 Digital Market, a digital marketing agency committed to client growth with lead generation, higher conversions, and increased sales. Connect with us today at 38digitalmarket.com.